Blog Talk Radio. What is school for? Feel free to call me slow, but I spent 16 years going to school, and I still don't know. When I finished, I didn't know how to do my own taxes, purchase a home, or apply for a loan. I didn't know a thing about investments, building credit, or getting a job. I graduated at the top of my class, and what did I have? This fancy diploma to sit at home with. My mom. But luckily, they did teach me some important skills like factoring trinomials and how mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. I'm so happy I remember the Pythagorean theorem because it helped me a lot. Okay, I'm lying. Let me stop. Because all the stuff they taught me, truthfully, I forgot. Mom, remember when you would ask me, what did you learn in school today? And I would say, nothing much. I wasn't being modest. The truth about it, Mom, is I had already forgotten. And it's not just me. Millions of students sing the same song. How many of you guys avoid eye contact with the teacher to try not to get caught upon? Afraid to raise your hand for fear of being wrong, which proves that school isn't an environment for learning or building up the intellect. It's just a game you play for grades and how many A's you can collect. But I guess what do you expect when the most commonly asked question in class is, is this going to be on the test? (laughs) Is this going to be on the test? (laughs) See, if school put learning instead of testing and memorizing as the top standard, then the letter F would not stand for failure. It would stand for find another answer. And if school was really interested in our personal and academic success, students would wake up later, have more freedom and homework, a lot less. And that's not my opinion. This conclusion has been scientifically tested and proven. And any teacher that doesn't believe me, feel free to check my works cited page to inspect. Oh, and I did it in MLA format because I know that's all you will accept. See, students would get more benefit from an extra hour of sleep than putting them through the torture of an extra essay reading 150 pages, doing problems 1 through 60 on the worksheet, and having three projects due by the end of the week. Not only is it pointless pain, but it's also dim-witted. Because we get so much work, but they don't teach the time management skills to deal with it. See, in school, we are controlled by bells. We have to learn in rooms with the feng shui of a prison cell. We have to ask permission to relieve bodily functions, but not before the teacher asks a million questions like, why didn't you go before class? I'm sorry, my bladder is kind of on its own schedule, and it's not always timely. See, teachers always say, use your time wisely. But that never made sense to me. Because these six cruel hours of our lives we call school might literally be the worst use of time management ever in history. Think about it. The traditional teaching method is foolish. No, it's useless. Multiplied by the square root of stupid. What they do is they cram information in your head, force feeding you, and then you throw it up on the test. That's not education. That's bulimia. And the more bulimic you are, the better you will do on their assessment. So it's no wonder why so many students graduate mentally and emotionally anorexic. See, school teaches you how to memorize dots. True education should teach you how to connect them. True education teaches you how to catch a fish. School teaches you, yeah, you caught the fish, but you didn't show your work, so it doesn't count. Throw it back. I'm just asking, what is school for? It's not education. That's just not true. 
If you still think that, you might be sniffing glue. See, the word education comes from the Latin root educe, meaning bring out, i.e. bring the gifts out of a person and make them viable. But school doesn't bring out much. It just stuffs more facts inside of you. Now, now some of that stuff is justifiable. We need reading, writing, and some arithmetic. That's fair. But are you telling me metamorphic and igneous rocks are more important than self-care? If suicide is the third leading cause of death of ages 10 to 24, and Harvard studies suggest the biggest predictor for success is self-control and emotional health, then why the heck aren't we taught how to handle stress, bullies, or rejection? How about anxiety or depression? You know, skills we need for our entire lives. Bro, I don't even know how to cook. I'm honestly surprised I'm still alive. But hey, at least I can name all the battles that happened in the Civil War. Seriously, what is school for? Some say you need it to be successful, and that's something we do not doubt. But do you own a MacBook or iPhone? Did you know they both were created by a dropout? Are you watching this video on Facebook or YouTube? Doesn't matter which you choose. They both were created by dropouts. Ever use Snapchat, WhatsApp, shopped at Whole Foods? Well, thank a dropout. Does your home furniture come from Ikea? Okay, don't get the wrong idea. He was not a dropout. Don't be a fool. I mean, how could he drop out? Ingvar Tamper, founder of Ikea, never even went to school. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. He's just picking and choosing. There's millions who didn't go to school that aren't successful. Who is he fooling? And you're right. <laughs> but open your history books and start perusing. You'll find the very people we idolize in school never really had formal and or secondary schooling. I'm talking George Washington, Abe Lincoln, America's best presidents had zero school between them. Ben Franklin, Thomas Edison, shall I proceed? Ernest Hemingway, Mark Twain, Teddy Roosevelt, Margaret Mead. Now please, I'm not saying drop out, because some schools are great and many teachers are rare treasures. I'm saying that there's a difference between people who are smart and people who score better. I'm saying that your future is something that no test will ever measure. Even if that test begins in three letters like SAT, ACT, it's BS if they say those determine your L-I-F-E. No, your destiny is in your hands. You must shape it to be great. So don't expect school to open doors because it's more likely to slam them in your face. Sometimes I wonder about all the dreams lost in school and how much potential goes to waste. If it wasn't for music and YouTube, then I would have been just another lost case. Everybody watching this, please, close your eyes. Imagine a child sitting in the back of some teacher's class in some town. He never raises his hand. He fails most of his classes. But inside of him, there is a passion. And if nurtured and brought out, will lead him to discover the cure for cancer. But you see, I'm afraid that that child's gift will never come out. He will never win the Nobel Prize Award because in class he was ignored and his worth was judged only by his scores. So teachers, principals, parents, advisors, and students, I ask one more time, what is school for? Hey guys, what's up? My name is Prince EA, and I want to thank you for watching that video. And now, I just have one question left. What is school for?
Don't you think it's time that we answer this question together? If you are a teacher, a parent, or a student, I urge you to check out the Innovation Playlist. What is the playlist? It is a program that any school can try for free. It's based on the best practices from educators around the world, and through its small, small steps, it can lead to big changes in your school. Go to innovationplaylist.org to learn more. Peace. Welcome to Raising Independent Thinkers. This show is a space for families who are homeschooling or thinking about homeschooling. We'll explore alternative teaching methods, federal and state homeschooling laws, and most importantly, this show is a platform where families can inspire one another on how to raise independent thinkers. I'm your host, Bathsheba Omani, Montessori educator, homeschooling consultant, owner of Homeschool Guide, LLC, and mother of two. Let's get started. Hope you're all having a wonderful Sunday. Today is October the 3rd, 2020, and this is the Raising Independent Thinkers Show. I'm your host, Bathsheba. Hope your um, week has been going well. Yesterday, Akeem and I had our first homeschooling webinar, and it went great. Um, We went in more detail on the different processes of getting started. There were some really good questions about the homeschooling methods and how to find the right one for your child. We also had good discussion on standardized testing and how many states actually don't even require test scores to graduate. As we're doing the webinar, a point came up about high school graduation, and it got me thinking that the next webinar I would like to plan will focus on creating your child's high school diploma and transcript, and we'll talk a little bit about that today. Um, The team is actually co-hosting on the show with me today. Um, Akeem, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey. Okay. Hey. Good. Good. So, what did you think about the webinar on yesterday? I think it was uh, very good because although we went over everything before, I was really surprised about the, you know, one of those things that happen organically when you're just having a conversation that a parent can create their own diploma and transcript and it's legally binding. So they can take that to any job and prove that they finished school, their homeschooling course. Uh, and I think, like you were saying before during the webinar, we are locked in a certain way of doing things. You know, we've been taught since we were a child, got to go to get a, go to school, get a good education, get a job. That is the mantra that has been repeated in our heads throughout our whole life, and we have repeated that mantra to our own children, you know, Uh, and we think the the, the standard school systems are the place to give us the diploma. They're the place that can say, you did it, and 
that really opened my eyes. Just said, okay, well, that's really taking control of your child's education. Not only are you teaching them, you also give them giving them the accreditation, the credit that they deserve for going through the homeschooling from the parents. And why yeah, I, I think that's important. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, I was I'll just going to say what what hit me was um, because I knew that parents could create their own diplomas and transcripts. But what hit me was when um, um, the person that was on the the webinar talked about his child getting a GED. And I was thinking, well, why, you know, why getting a GED when you can just create a diploma for him? Yeah, like, but then, but to even get the GED, he still got to go to some place that does the GED testing, and you're still looking for the validation from a state-run system, to because all of the stuff in the GED is basically a summary of what a child would get from grades, you know, kindergarten through twelve. So it's so he still got to go get those books and study it in order to pass it. And I think with the GED, you have to get so many scores on each section in order to pass. But, uh, yeah, because even though he was looking at the homeschooling, he was still locked into the idea. Right, right. Yeah, and I I thought it was. From the people, you know, the system. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting that, um, you know, people don't realize that they have the freedom to educate their own child. I know for me, I didn't know any better when my kids were younger. Um, There was a time where I had to work and I felt I had no choice, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I had no choice but to send my children to school. But over time, after educating myself more, I was able to find time to educate them some at home. But I believe it really starts with my and there's so many people that they don't feel adequate enough or they don't feel like they have enough knowledge to educate their child. But it's, it's just a really poor misconception. Yes. It, well, it's, it's, it's a poor misconception and it's a program misconception. It's done that way on purpose. It's, it's really a marketing tool because once you understand what education was designed for in this country, it's perfect for the people who created it, but not perfect for the people who have to work in it and who have to be educated by it. You know, education is important, but is more important. Like how we, because most of the stuff I went to school and I've learned, I don't use it in my everyday life to balance a checking account. <laughs> like like in that that little uh, clip, right? In the video <laughs> clip, you said you put in there, and he said he don't even know how to cook. You know, I remember in high school they did have cooking classes, woodworking. They had practical skill classes, real life things you could be doing, and they, you know, they went away from that. Uh, now we all looking well. I want my kid to get a good education so he can go work for someone and make that person rich. Or wealthy. This we're sending out just like we are controlled in our well. I we were controlled, you know, because uh, I haven't been working for anybody in some years. But we are training our children to be controlled, mm-hmm. to have their thinking controlled, 
and think a certain way, think in a box. And we, a lot of us think that that's okay. And that's the reason why we think that's okay because that's what we've been taught. And one of the important things that with, with the whole diploma and transcript thing is why I think it's important for a parent to be the go-to for education mm-hmm. is because when you send them to an institution to train, teach them, then they don't look at you as an authority on education or teaching. This is, I think this is the, one of the reasons why in adolescent years children have a defined attitude. You've been sending them to get programmed by someone else to tell them how to think and what to do, follow orders, mm-hmm. and now you're trying to come home and, and, and do that, but you've been passing that buck off to someone. I've done that. And I really paid it closer to my daughter. I said, why is she, when I try to educate her, give her a little educational thing, why does she resist me so much? And then it hit me one day like a ton of bricks. Well, you've been telling them people to educate her. You, she don't look at you. Did she? And she go to school. She's perfect, A straight A's, and they always say she's an angel. They can duplicate her. I said, but when I try to open up a book, hey, won't you read this and learn this? She looks at me like I'm crazy. Like, no, that's because she doesn't see that as my job. She sees my job is to go make some money so I can support her. And that's a that's and a good point. I never thought about things. it that way. Yeah, I never thought that's about it that way. I've trained her to see me that way. It's not her fault or the school's fault. I trained her to only see me as someone who can buy things and put food on the table and to discipline her at this stage. She doesn't see me as someone can open up a book and say, let's do this, that, and the other, because I've passed off that responsibility to someone else to do it. You know, get up, go to school, get ready. You got to go to school to teach and be good in school. Listen to the teacher. We say that. Listen to the teacher. Whatever she say or he says, you respect your teacher. Right. We never say, well, you need to respect me when it comes to education, too. We, yeah. we, we're like yeah, second, I, you know. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, um, they don't want to take responsibility. <laughs> and, you know, I think that when you when you decide to have a child, you know, we should take that into consideration that about educating our children. Right. I think it's lack of confidence. You know, some parents, the reason why they may have a certain job is because they may not have gotten scored, scored well in school. So now you're, telling, now you're suggesting, okay, you need to homeschool. Like, how am I? And they're thinking traditional. I got to get all of this trigonometry and all of these complicated math. I know that's what I was going through my mind. I got you know, math wasn't my strongest suit. <laughs> you know, I, I was good at it, but, it, you know, I wasn't an A student. I was a C and B. And now I don't remember any of that math, and now I'm going to teach this to me. These are the things that's going through a parent's mind when it comes to homeschooling. So that can be intimidating to them. But with technology today, and I was forced to do it through through this whole COVID thing because, you know, Lauren was with me the whole time, and she had schoolwork to do, and I had to sit down and actually figure it out with her. And I figured it out, but that really said, you know what, if I was doing the homeschooling and all of this, I wouldn't have to go through all of this stuff that, they put right. this anxiety. <laughs> right. 
You know, the, the great thing about homeschooling, the great thing about homeschooling is that there's different methods out there. So, you know, you said you had a C or D in math, but if you were able to um, learn math in a different way, if you were able to learn it like in a more hands-on way or in a way where, where you right. can understand the concepts, then it would have been different, <laughs> you know? So, well, it was different because I had to go learn it on my, relearn some of the math that she was learning, and I did it hands-on, and I figured it out with, in no time. You know, okay, this is what you do. The problem with schools now is they want it done a certain way. Even if the answer is right, they want the form. They're changing up these formulas. I, I, you know, my boys, the formula that they wanted when they went to school is not the formula that they want now for children. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So they're changing up. Well, you have to do the work this way. Even if the answer is right, it becomes wrong because you didn't do it the way I want it done. Right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So now you put the kid. You see the psychological effect that is on the child. You're mm-hmm. telling them you can't be creative and get the answer right in different ways. And then at the same time, you go to another class, well, we respect the ideal. Everybody's different. We need to embrace that. But schools don't embrace different differences. Not, you know, the public school system doesn't, at least. So you want them to do it a certain way, which is, when I was watching some of these methods, I said, what is this method I just I've been doing this like this when I was in school. Now that way is wrong, and this way is right. But we all come into the same answer within each one of these methods. So I think that's more of a mind control thing, indoctrinating people just to follow a certain way of doing things and not think outside of the box. I just wanted to say, um, if you are listening and you have you want to join the conversation. You can hit number one, and I will unmute your mic. So, so we're talking about um, diplomas and um, how to create diplomas from scratch. Mm-hmm. And there are services um, that provide diploma design for homeschoolers, but it's something that you can actually do on your own. Um, I provide it now, like I added it onto my website. Um, And a diploma simply indicates that a person has completed a program of study and has met all requirements for that study. So you as a parent obviously set the standards for meeting the requirements, and the diploma becomes legally binding along with your transcripts. Right. Which means that a homeschool and program it's acceptable. Has, yeah, it's equal standing as a public or a private school. Um, right. Now, I, I guess the question some people might even have is, well, uh, well, how? Well, you know, when I go to a job and they're going to verify my education, what do I show them? I, I don't know. I know. I, I don't know about you, but whenever I had to show a high school diploma or anything, I just showed them the certificate, and that's all they did. You know, and if they did make a phone call, they just called that institution and verified it. But homeschooling is the institution. So they're going to call that number, whatever you give them, and verify that, and that's all it takes. 
It's that simple. I was like, I mean, if they that? take the time, if they take the time to right. do that, they can yeah, call. Yeah, um, do with all of that. Yeah. Or the the homeschool, um, you create your own name, and if you file a letter of intent, it's um, the state. You know, the state has. I don't think a job is going to do that. <laughs> you know, as long well, as you have your high school diploma in the transcript, um, you can you can apply to any college. You can get financial aid. They're, right. They're not going to do all of that verify because I, you know, being a manager at some jobs that I had where I had to verify certain things, uh, it's just a phone call. And long as what that person writes down matches what you get from the other side, mm-hmm. that's all it takes. <laughs> that's it. So they're not gonna, you know, they they that long as what you what 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 hurts people when applying for jobs is they write down things that can't be verified. And so basically, it's your hand that keeps you from getting the job. And I'm just kind of for people who's listening, well. You know, how does my job, because one of the issues that the parent had that was on the webinar yesterday was he was trying to get different jobs, but he didn't have, his son didn't finish traditional high school, and he was uh, wanted to do the homeschool thing. And he was like, well, how do I get him a diploma, the homeschool thing? And we gave him a solution. Here it is. Now you can just, instead of GED, give him the diploma, you know. I think we have a caller or um, someone. Yeah, had a yeah, okay. Oh, hold on. Hi, hello. Okay, hi. Hi, I'm Terry calling from New York. Hi, my hi, Terry. Hi, my question was: Is this um, rule about the diploma the same for every state? So is it recognized if the parent makes the diploma for, like, say, New York? Is it recognized? Yes. So in every state, um, homeschools are legal in every state. Um, and there might be different. Well, first of all, I I know Terry. <laughs> Me and Terry know each other. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so... Homeschool, homeschool is legal in everything in all fifty states, and there might be different um, wording that you would put on the diploma depending right. on um, the state. But it's legal. It, you, it, creating your your homeschool child's diploma is legal in every single state. It has uh, standing just like a public school and a private school. Okay, thanks. Um, is there anything else? What I just is whatever. No, that was my question. Goals. I find that very interesting. That was my question. I I didn't know that. That's interesting. Thank you. What were you gonna say, Kim? What I would suggest anyone who is a parent who is creating the diploma for or the transcripts, go read the low the state statutes on homeschooling because every 
since it's a law that you can homeschool, they got statutes that coincide with those root, the, the the those uh, laws. So you just go read, and it'll tell you exactly how that diploma is supposed to look. It'll say it. It'll say for a, a diploma is successful, it needs to say this, that, and the other. And or oh. it might just say, well, the school gets to ter- determine how it's said, something like that. You know. And when looking so, for uh, um, the homeschooling laws, the website I like to go to is hflda.org, um, which stands for Homeschool Defense Association, and they outline all of the laws for every single state. Um, yeah, so I really like that oh, website. Okay. Easy to navigate. Right, right. So... What I like to do, I, those sites that have all of that information, they'll refer you to the statute that they're that they're uh, talking about, right? Like if it say, well, this state doesn't that, and then they'll put the code in that in their wording. I oh, one thing I've made it a point was always go read the code from the actual government's website because. <laughs> You got to remember, those sites are summarizing, and they may leave an important detail out in those sites that you might want to go read because that is the rule in whatever that code of statute is. That will be the rule. And, and sometimes I've seen, you know, doing other things where I'll see a site say something, and then I go read the actual law, and there was a part that was missing that was very crucial. So that's why I always refer people, go read the actual law that it says, because that's, cause you, if, if, you need, if something goes wrong or something happens, you could just say, well, here's what it says right here. Right. You can't go to a website and say, this says it. You have to go to that where it's saying that. Yeah. So, but I think you got another caller there. Hold on. Okay, caller nine one nine zero one two six five. Yes. Good evening. Peace. Peace. Good evening. Hi. Hi, uh, Beth and Akeem. This is Glenda Bay with the documentary. And I was calling. Hey, I'm doing well. How How are the two of you? Good. Good. You did homeschooling, didn't you? <laughs> you, you yes, I most certainly did. I most yeah. certainly did. And I'm just calling to encourage the people to take advantage of it. I did this back in the day when it was not popular. Everyone was saying, well, they wouldn't have an opportunity to socialize with the children. But I uh, homeschooled my grandchildren. I had two grandchildren, and I homeschooled them from elementary to graduation. They received their diploma. They also have attended college. One of them has an associate degree, and they're both in the workforce. So it's nothing to fear. Take possession of your children. Do what you Mm -hmm. need to do because if they don't treat you right, they will definitely not teach you right. Yeah, I I met one of your granddaughters, so I know she's very smart, so... You know, now, Glenda, uh, how did how did they receive their diplomas? Well, actually, the way that we did it, 
because when I when this is when I first became into the knowledge that something was wrong, I couldn't put my finger on it. And I had started studying with the group and they uh and my oldest granddaughter, she's very smart, and somehow they were attending a public school and they had a computer system. And my oldest granddaughter, I think she was in the third or fourth grade, and the youngest one was in like K something. And she did not do well on a test. The youngest one did not. So the oldest one had enough intelligence to go into their computer system and change her grade. Oh. And it was discovered. <laughs> And I and they called for a parent to come down, and I came down. Mm-hmm. I got it squashed, but they wanted that to follow her the rest of her, actually the rest of her life. But I got it squashed, and at that mm-hmm. point, it was time for them to go. Mm-hmm. So I took them out, and we started homeschooling. And what I did, I got with a, a church, mm-hmm. and all you do was to go there. It was a testing center. You teach them at home. They had some booklets, but in the meantime, you created your own curriculum. Mm-hmm. So I created my own curriculum to teach them. And we did field trips and things like that. And that is the way we got the diploma. And, you know, we don't have any problems. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. And, I think uh, it's it was interesting, a learning like the schools don't realize, well, I think they are starting to realize now, but there's so much anxiety that comes with tests and, you know, the scores and trying to, and making sure you're getting the right grade. And I think it's getting worse and worse, but now um, I think they're starting to change a lot of things. Like SATs I heard are, um, they're starting to cancel a lot of the SATs. Yes, and one thing, one thing I did do with the SAT, I started my children taking SATs at, I think they were like less than 10. Mm-hmm. I would sign them up for the ACT. They would be the youngest in there, and wow. they would go into ACT. And we, we, we just, I just started doing, experimenting a lot of different ways with them and a lot of different ways of teaching because what I figured out, the schools were actually holding facilities for the prison system. If you mm-hmm. go to an average public school for the copper-colored children, it's a holding facility. All they do, all they want you to do is to learn to obey. And if you don't obey and do what they tell you to do, they have something for you. And the next step is the prison system. And they do not teach them how to read. At that time, when my grandchildren were going, they were teaching the children sight words. And sight Mm -hmm. words would be, they would have a poster board, and they would have like the word A, it, apple, Mm -hmm. the, and they just said, now this is what it looks like. And that's what the word is. So when you see it in a sentence, that's what you say. They were not teaching the children phonics. And I taught phonics. Hmm. And if you teach them phonics, they can read anything. So that is a little bit of what, what I did. And I, I really enjoy what you're teaching. You're in-depth. 
and you go in and pull the laws, and I, I can appreciate that. And I do want to know, I did meet you, and I met you down in Atlanta at one of the... Uh, yes, yes, I think I remember. I remember you. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Oh, I so, think that was New York. No, it was Atlanta. No, it was It, was it was Atlanta? Yeah, it was uh, It was Atlanta doing the... Uh, the um the annual the, um ritual yeah the ritual oh yeah yeah i forgot about that i'm thinking seminar <laughs> <laughs> yeah when I was yes I, I remember yeah and um hopefully we can meet again we will we will definitely we will meet again and i just want to encourage you and i appreciate you uh for what you're doing and the energy that you're putting in there and the dedication because it takes dedication because sometimes our people do not take this as serious as we would like them to take it because you're actually creating the leaders of tomorrow. And if we don't do it, who's going to do it? Mm, right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Well, thank you, Glenda. Thank you for sharing. I wanted sharing. to add on yeah. to a point that Glenda said. I want to add on to something she said about reading. They don't teach us to read. And I definitely agree with that. Being a person who hired people, uh, you know, in jobs that I had, um, I met a lot of college graduates who would come in for a job and could not simply read with comprehension. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it was baffling to me. I was like, this guy's got a bachelor's degree, and he doesn't understand what this sentence is saying. And and I I distinctly remember uh, this is when I got out of, you know into another job I was doing cable and a person a customer had a complaint this was a person with a master's degree all kind of stuff and they had a complaint I said well just write a simple letter about your complaint and I'll take it in to the supervisors and have them you know look at it and I read this thing. This thing was written as if a toddler had wrote it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean the way the, the the way it was the sentence structure, everything. I couldn't believe. I said, "Wait a minute, is this what we are producing in the school systems now?" Mm-hmm. This is this is across the board, men and women. This is just not just one gender. This was men and women coming in there, and they don't even possess the basic comprehension to read a paragraph and tell you what that paragraph means. That is correct. So, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just wanted to interject one other thing that I also noticed, too. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's it's nationwide or what, but state that I am in, in the school system, they do not teach cursive writing. They said yeah, that they, they did not that. have time in yeah, the they schedule. Yeah, they stopped doing that. Mhm. And I spoke with the uh, two two young men that were uh, in high school. They were out soliciting funds for the basketball team, and that was more important than anything else that was going on in the curriculum. Not that they considered it that, but they were put out there to to get funds. And I asked them how the, were they doing in school, and I asked them how was their writing skills coming. They said, well. We don't, we can't cursive write that well. What our teacher tell us to do is to print, and then if we know a few cursive words, we can put that in. But 
we can go ahead and finish printing, but just do the best we could do. Long story mm. short, they can't write. And if they can't write cursive, they can't read it. If you put a contract before them in cursive and you they ask them to sign, sign their name, they, they, they can't <laughs> sign their name and they can't read the contract. Right. Right. Well, most contracts, is, even though even if a person could comprehend and read it, contracts are written in a legal form. And the sentence structure is different. So even a person with a degree would be would have a hard time reading a contract. You see, right. because of the way the legalese that they're using the the play on words in these things. But you're right, they don't know how to write. I I, I see that. I see that uh, all the time. That that the writing, you know, when we came when I came up, you know, they we had you know a lot of time to learn how to do cursive writing and practice mm-hmm. over and over, write down the page. We just had to practice over and over and over and over. We had, you know, workbooks that were dedicated to that. And this is why this is important that they know that the parent can create their own transcript and diploma yes. so you can teach your child from grade kindergarten all the way up to 12th grade and give them their credentials. And it's and it'll mm-hmm. hold just as much weight as someone coming out of the public school system or any yeah. other private school system. Right. And I That's I believe that child would be more of of able to handle life's adversity better than someone who's been sent to public school or any other structured school system out there. I agree. Because a parent is going to teach them based off their life experiences that they dealt with. And if you're starting at an early age, uh, you know, a child's programming starts, gets programmed from zero to seven. From the time they're out of the Absolutely. room, the age seven, yes, seven sir. is the programming stage. After mm-hmm. that, they're, they're, they're acting off of their programming that they received mm-hmm. between that time. So that's why it's very critical to start teaching a child at a very early age. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as soon as they come out the womb, start teaching. And they, and they can handle it. Children are much in more smarter world. than we give them credit for. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, don't, don't do that. They're too young for that. And that's what schools are doing. They, they, you got to give them that at that level. They are this. Now, you, you're talking thousands or millions of kids you're trying to give them one size fit all education. Mm-hmm. We know when every child is different. Every child learns different. Mm-hmm. You know, different personalities. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I think you're right. Many schools are taking away um, cursive, and I think that's because we're in this electronic age now. Um, but cursive has a lot of benefits to it. You know, I I taught in Montessori schools. And the Montessori method, and there's many schools that do encourage cursive writing, and it provides focus, you know, it gets the entire brain working. Um, there's a lot of different benefits to writing in cursive and writing, period. And children don't mm-hmm. write anymore. Right, they're, they're texting. Right, they're texting. They're doing emojis. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's, that's their writing. The extent of writing now, and now they're barely mm-hmm. reading now. I mean, not books. 
it, everything's off a of, uh, screen. Right. Yeah. And and public schools are teaching memorization, which I feel yeah. is easy. So, like the clip that I played earlier, he was talking about how he for, he forgot everything he learned in school. And so did I. Uh, I went to public school. I can relate. <laughs> you I know, and relate. I think it's because they're well, teaching you, off of memorization. Just, yeah, you just all you need to know is the answer. That's it. And you know, most tests was multiple choice, so the answer was there. You just gotta pick the right one. Right. Mhm. You know. So. Yep. You know, as long as I got the answer and passed the test, I'm done. I don't have to go back and worry about that. You know, there's no retaining of. The information uh, I think the other good point he brought out is Why do I need to know about some War that happened 200 years ago You know uh, Are we planning on having another war I mean what is, and they, they teach these same historical Events Most of them are fiction, works of fiction anyway You know they are embellishments Of Whoever wanted you to believe a certain thing um, what am I going to do? How is I going to translate this history lesson about a war to money? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's about how much money you make and what you can pay for in order to survive in this system. At the end of the day, that's the after you can cut to the chase. It's not about getting married or relationships. That's part of the picture. But everything you do is related to a job or a business that you're going to run and how you're going to pay for your to keep your upkeep. That's mm-hmm. it. So all I need to learn is how am I going to make money? And I think I, to, add, to add on to that, I think the end, at the end of the day, it's about finding your gift. Because we right. have to first find our gift in order to help us make money. And I, I think that public schools are not they're, yeah, they're not focusing that. on finding the child's gift. They're just mm-hmm. focusing on making sure everybody passes. And in the clip, he also stated that all of the people that we even talk about in history that are very successful, that we give credit to for certain things, even some people we don't even like, uh, Bill Gates. He didn't finish college. He made windows for workbooks sitting cutting class in his dorm room. Mm-hmm. Now he's a billionaire. I've worked with guys who were billionaires, who are billionaires, as uh, far as the last time I talked to them. And they they barely had a high school. They had GEDs. And I said, why didn't you finish school? Well, it, I, it didn't work for me. And one looked me straight in the face and said, all I need to know is how to make some money. That's the education I need. <laughs> I need to I need to know how to cook so I can feed myself. I need to know how to communicate so I can talk to people. And as you can see, I can do all three of those things. So I got some of the basic necessities worked out. All that other stuff, yeah, if I need something done like a, 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 my books done, my accounting done, I just go hire somebody who paid the thousands of dollars to go to school to do it. I'll pay him to do it. I pay him to count my millions while I pay him, you know, maybe what's an account, a good account, you know, it may make six figures. 
you know, possibly. You see what I'm saying? The people with the real wealth are paying the people who spent thousands of dollars to work for them. And the people with the real wealth don't have these big educations behind them. Not the ones that I know personally. You know, mm-hmm. they it was like, why? It's, 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 you just need to know how to survive and make money and take care of your family and live good. Right. I agree. You know, <laughs> that's it. We agree. Yeah. Yeah, Linda, how are you doing with um, all of the COVID stuff that's going on now? How's your family and? My family and I are COVID-free. We're healthy and wealthy. I don't let this affect my daily living. It's it's a mind game. And uh, if you play into it, what you, what you think of. So I don't think of it. I just continue my life as if it doesn't exist. It doesn't apply to me. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. It doesn't apply. It doesn't apply to me for me. Yes, it's been a pleasure and I'll continue to listen. And thank you for receiving my call. Y'all have a wonderful evening. Okay, you too. Peace. Okay. Akeem, are you there? Yes. You muted oh. me. <laughs> oh, I'm, sorry. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Okay. So I wanted to um, talk a little bit about what the diploma should include. Okay. And um, and first, it should include um, the name of the homeschool. And I like to tell people to make sure you're mindful about what what name you're choosing for your homeschool because it it will show up on the diploma. So I would suggest staying away from using a family name. So people like to use the name of their street. For example, Southfield Academy. Um, so you're adding your your homeschool name, the student's name, the city and state the date the diploma was issued and the issuing language and line for signature. So with different states, um, the issuing language on the diploma might be different. Um, But for the most part, the issuing language should say something like um, your child's name has satisfactorily completed the necessary requirements of study as prescribed by the faculty and administration and is therefore presented with this high school diploma um, with all the honors and privileges pertaining thereto and testimony whereof the signatures of the academic administration, which is the, the parent and the student scholar named herein have been affixed. So, so there is specific language that you want to put on the diploma and um Interesting that that is that is all you need. <laughs> that is all you need. Oh, uh, sounds like 
uh, basically that's basically what they put on diplomas anyway, right? So. Well, yeah. I mean, the diplomas for public schools are a little bit different. It's a little, the language is a little bit different, but, um, but in general, that's pretty much um, what it should say. So, I mean, let, here's a question. So they can, like, I know some diplomas, they have a seal on it, like a little gold seal on it. So a parent can go create a seal for their diploma in a little gold star, whatever, whatever that is, and seal it or emboss it and emboss mm-hmm. it uh, and put that on a diploma too. They can they can really, you know, make it look official as they want it to be. Like most homeschooling diplomas that I've seen, um, it just has that gold seal on it. And there's different gold seals you can use. Um, mm-hmm. I like the one that's, that's the academic achievement gold seal because it, it, it just has that um, – that for more formal look to it, but there's a lot of different seals that you can use, and schools right. use their own have the school's names on them. Right. Okay. Yeah, all you need is a gold certified seal for the diploma, which you can get on your own, and um, and that's all you need. <laughs> Okay. So what about the transcript? For the transcript, um, what you need is a stamp, which you can go to any um, like local office store, and the stamp should say the name of the homeschool on it, and there's specific stamps you can get, and that's all the, the transcripts need, and then the paper. So you want to use security paper. For the transcripts. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, and the transcripts provide um, a list of courses that your child has taken. It should provide grades earned for each course, credits, uh, the GPA for each year. And um, I provide all of that. I, 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 I added that onto my website. And um, there is a package for the transcript and the diploma. Right. That you can... So transcripts, what is the purpose of the transcript? That's, I would think that's mainly for colleges, if you're trying to get into colleges and they're asking for those transcripts. Yeah, from most the, colleges. Because colleges mm-hmm. don't just take the diploma. I want to see your school transcripts so they can look at and what you call need an you official took. transcript. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the transcript is basically showing all of the courses that was taken and the grades that were earned. Now, the official the stamp you said. What does the stamp should say? Should it say official stamp? Uh, transcripts on it. The stamp. It's an official um stamp that you can get from the an office supply store. And it all it should say is the name of the homeschool, your homeschool name. Oh, okay, got you. All right. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, I have a clip that I wanted to play. Um, unless you have something else to say. Not at this time, no. I don't. So, I'll go ahead and play and and we will be a.m., I opened the doors to a building dedicated to building, yet only breaks me down. I march down hallways cleaned up after me every day by regular janitors, but I never had the decency to honor their name. Lockers left open like teenage boys' mouths when teenage girls wear clothes that covers their insecurities but exposes everything else. Masculinity mimicked by men who grew up with no fathers. Camouflage worn by bullies who are dangerously armed but need hugs. Teachers pay less than what it cost them to be here. Oceans of adolescents come here to receive lessons but never learn to swim. Part like the Red Sea when the bell rings. This is a training ground. My high school is Chicago. Diverse and segregated on purpose. Social lines are barbed wire. Labels like regulars and honors resonate. I am an honors, but go home with regular students who are soldiers in territory that owns them. This is a training ground to sort out the regulars from the honors, a reoccurring cycle built to recycle the trash of this system. Trained at a young age to capitalize letters taught now that capitalism raises you, but you have to step on someone else to get there. This is a training ground where one group is taught to lead and the other is made to follow. No wonder so many of my people spit bars because the truth is hard to swallow. The need for degrees has left so many people frozen. Homework is stressful. But when you go home every day and your home is work, you don't want to pick up any assignments. Reading textbooks is stressful, but reading does not matter when you feel your story is already written, either dead or getting booked. Taking tests is stressful. But bubbling in a scantron does not stop bullets from bursting. I hear education systems are failing. But I believe they're succeeding at what they're built to do, to train you, to keep you on track, to track down an American dream that has failed so many of us all. Wake up! It's time for school. Time to get dressed and sit at your desk to stress and test with the rest to see who's the best. A 16-year quest. Allow me to digress. What is school?
school for. Now please, I understand how lucky I am to live in a country where there's freedom to receive an education. And believe me, I pledge allegiance. But what is it for when a report card is more a measure of obedience than intelligence? A way of keeping score to ensure that the doorway of opportunity is wide open so long as you keep your hand raised and mouth shut. Preparing students for a world that looks completely different by the time they leave. Pushing them to achieve rather than intrigue. And we believe that this is the path to success. What are we teaching them? That the ACT, SAT is a measure of who you'll be and all we see is just a number. But the problem with that is with a standardized test, all you teach a student to be is just that. Standard, average, unremarkable. Is this really the goal? To create a globalization of standardization? A simplification of individualization? Please, will someone bring a revolution to this institution? An execution of this illusion that in-state or out-of-state the only goal is to graduate and on that date feel great because you've won. Because in reality, you haven't even begun. For most, four years of university thinking amounts to nothing more than a piece of paper and plastic cups clinking, binge drinking with a sinking feeling that a job is probably not on the horizon. The only sure bet we get is a lap full of debt and a head full of facts we're soon to forget. Forget psychology. You majored in loan payments with a minor in Red Solo Cup. Remember French history? No. You majored in frat parties with a minor in no real world experience. Now, I'm not saying that school or college is a bad thing, but what is it for? Is it about making the grade? Or is it about learning to make a difference? Is it about keeping quiet? Or is it about finding your voice? Is it about being gifted? Or is it about discovering your gifts? Is it about learning to walk in a single file line? Or is it about forging your own path? The dictionary defines education as the process of receiving systematic instruction. I hate that, because regardless of how you might treat them, children are not numbers. You can't set them into a simple system that consistently sets everyone to be the same. In a setting set forth by industrialists a hundred years ago, teaching factory workers to be tame. So call it something different. We need a new name or definition. The second definition of education is an enlightening experience. I like that. Friends, it is essential that we get intentional to make school more experiential. Let teachers be more influential than referential because only then will both they and their students reach their full potential. They deserve more because they're what school's for. Friends, let's fight to make school more bright removing trite regulations and political spite. And please, let the teacher be there for more than simply telling you if you're right. Let's bring in the light. And if the last three or four minutes invited a change in your sight on this issue, then this slight rhyme might have been worth the time it took to write. Hey school, it's time for a change. 
Wake up! It's time for school to go to school. Okay, I am back. Um, that last clip really does resonate with me. Um, just giving me, you know, trying to understand what is school really for. And it's definitely a time for change. Um, you know, and I, I think about the standardized tests, um, which don't value creativity. You know, I had the pleasure or the privilege of teaching in private schools, not to say all private schools are, are the best, but um, I had the privilege of teaching in Montessori schools, which embraces creativity. But many of these public schools, they don't embrace creativity. I think a student who writes a more creative answer in margins of such testing doesn't realize that a human being won't even see this creative response. Um, Akeem, are you there? Yep, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, I was just talking about standardized tests and, you know, how they don't value creativity or diversity. Uh, They don't. Uh, It's just pretty much black and white when it comes to everything that's standardized. And I, I, to be honest, I really don't think those standardized tests are, it, it says it's, uh, you know, to see how well your child is doing at the grade level to see if they can, you know, might need any extra help, like maybe they might need remedial reading and all of that. But, um, it reminds me when I was in high school and I had college prep classes, meaning that meant that I would like in my science class, I would get one period of instructional teaching where the teachers at the board talking about science. And then I had the second period of it, which was our lab. Mm -hmm. And so most of my classes, we had lab. Like if I had math, we had a math lab science, a math lab, and I think it was one other class I had a lab in. I can't remember exactly what that other class was. Um, That was because I had high reading and math scores, so I was able to get those. The score, oh, your score is just, you automatically qualify for these classes. So the kids that didn't score so high, they just got regular classes. They did not get labs. I'm like, and I always ask this question, well, because I had these high scores, I get extra knowledge because mm-hmm. in the lab, especially with science, I was able to dissect pigs and grasshoppers and all of this stuff, whereas the other kids that didn't score so high, they didn't get these labs. All they did was get the, the instructional teaching about science, the theory. They didn't get application. So... I was like, well, because I had these high scores, I deserve to get this extra knowledge to die. So you're really prepping me, and they called it college prep. You're prepping me to succeed in college in high school. And this was in, I think I was in, when I first entered our 10th grade all the way through. So 
I was getting these college prep courses. And whereas regularly they don't get the college, so what, what that says to me is the school is setting the people up who don't have the high schools and say, well, you're not good enough to get these classes. We don't think you're going to go to college, so we're not going to give you the college prep courses. That's really what it's saying. Right. You know, so they set, instead of bringing those children up to the college prep level, they just keep them there. And right. that was okay. And it's like with the Clippers, the, the, I think the first one, where schools are working perfectly. There's nothing wrong with the school system. But the reason why I said it because it's designed specifically to create certain classes of students. <laughs> you know, you know, the ones that's going to be the leaders and the managers on the jobs. Mm-hmm. They still may not be the boss, like the owner of the company, but they'll be the boss of the average students. And then right. the ones that can't even get average are going to be the janitors and the ones that clean up the bathrooms and serve the food in the cafeterias. And if those, even those, they don't make it, they are the ones that go into societal dean's office, a.k.a. the prison. That's a um, standardized testing. You know, the testing doesn't really value diversity. And, you know, there's a wide range of differences in people. Everyone is different. And right. they have different backgrounds. They have different levels of um, proficiency and in, in learning different things. And the standardized tests, they treat everyone identical. And I think that that's, right. that's the issue. You know, they favor those who have socioeconomical well, advantages. Look, here's the question. Why do you think they treat everybody identical? Because they want There's a reason to... for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what is your, what is your, what do you think? Well, I want to hear what you got. What do you think? They, they treat everybody the same. Well, I, th- I think they want to separate the the people. They want to separate who's going to be the leader and who's going to be the follower. Right. Okay. It's just That's like in science. How do they do studies in science? They get. Well, they use lab rats, right? That's one of the things. They use lab rats. All of these rats, the same thing to see how each one reacts to it. And then if one reacts differently, they give that one a different one to see how they react. Mm-hmm. Really, what standardized testing, I did was reading some, some stuff years ago. Standardized testing are not even created mostly by the school system. It's created by corporations. So right. standardized testing is for seeing, like you said, to separate who's going to be the leader in the company or whatever they're going to do, uh, the who is going to just come out and be the worker and whoever mm-hmm. is going to be the sub-worker or who's just not going to make it at all, right? They take those standardized testings and they analyze them closely to see where they're going to build prisons, where they're going to build corporations, where they're going to put businesses at. You know, mm-hmm. you know, when a big corporation comes into a town, it needs to know who's who, who's going to be my workforce. Right. They're looking at these the scores of the schools. Okay, what's the level of the these these are these people good order followers here? You know, where they're going to put a factory. That's why you have factories in some places 
and you have corporate big corporations, Fortune 500 companies, in other places. Mm-hmm. You know, your small rural towns, you're going to have the, the factories. And if you go to those school systems, if you're in those school systems, a lot of us don't have the the the, the we're never in the school system in a rural place or in all of these places to see how these kids are being taught. Those children are strategically taught how to leave that school system and go straight to a factory job mm-hmm. or the job that it will support that area. Right. You so well, you I see what I'm saying. I think it is important to um, know where your child is. And, mm-hmm. like, there's certain assessments that I do like um, to mm-hmm. use. But I think that, especially in public schools, they're using the test to compare the children. And mm-hmm. I, I find that, uh, you know, I, I hate comparing children because everyone has a different gift. So, and it's interesting because in homeschool, um, there's a lot of states that don't even require assessments to graduate. Right. They said that. Okay. Yes. They don't even require assessments. The school system, the state run school system, but a homeschooler doesn't need the assessment. Now, there's, there that are states a lot. that do, there are states that do require annual um Assessments, so they do have to take some sort of standardized test, but there's majority of the states do not require it. And, you know, going back to the webinar that we did, when he was talking about, um, you know, he, the, uh, one of the persons that were, was in the webinar was from Texas. And in Texas is a state that they don't require any assessments. And when I said that and he heard that, he was like, he was shocked. (laughs) And, you know, he, I think he, it opened up his mind like, okay, well, I can, I can do this. Like his, he had a son that was um, in high school and I think now he's thinking about homeschooling, you know, his last year and creating his diploma because he was, he, he left his son left school and right. because of, because of the testing. Right. 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 Stand oh. by for one second. Stand by. Got interrupted. That's all I have to say. Um, do you have anything else? No, I think there was great information that, that parents can really take control of their child. There's no excuse not to me, from my point, there's really no excuse not to educate your child because if you have total control, even if you have a job, you can work that education around your work schedule. Especially with most of the states, the standards for teaching your child is pretty much the parent does the curriculum and does all it does everything. So you know, but like like you said before, it's a mindset thing. They have to you know if you're gonna do it, you got to be totally dedicated to it. And um, 
and be committed mm-hmm. to it. So, and I think that's where the biggest hurdle parents will run into. Oh, this is a new thing for me, a new responsibility amongst all the other responsibilities like work and just maintaining a home. Right. You know? But the show was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, well, I thank you, you know, for helping me with it. <laughs> um, yesterday, it's been a pretty busy past few days for me, so I thank you for for co-hosting and helping me with it. You're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> well, great job. Keep it up. Keep pushing. Because uh, eventually uh, more and more people are going to catch on that they need to take control of their children's mind, not leave it up to someone else to do it. Right. Yeah, you know. All right. Okay. Here, everyone. Right. Um, we'll be listening on next week's show. Same, same day, same time. Have a good night. All right. Good night. Been traveling these wide roads for so long My heart's been far from you Ten thousand miles gone Oh, I want to come near and give Every part of me But there's blood on my hands 